Hi, this is Salambo. I'm Eli, and this is basically an audiobook. This is a story of war, it's a story of love, and it's a story of some pretty gnarly human sacrifice. And I'll be reading it to you one chapter at a time, which seems like a pretty sensible way of doing things. And there'll be a few other goodies in here too, some extras if you will. I am not an expert on literature or history, but I am a fan of certain books, often overlooked books, or books that used to be sort of cult hits, but have now been mainly forgotten. Sometimes I kind of get obsessed with them. The ones that I get obsessed with the most tend to have a historical and a fantastical element to them, like The Seven Who Fled by Frederick Prokosch or The Sotweed Factor by John Barth, or Simplicissimus by Grimmelhausen, and Salambo, which I first read a few years ago, and I haven't been able to stop thinking about it since. Now, the author of this book is Gustave Flaubert. He wrote it in the five years leading up to 1862, and it was immediately translated into dozens of languages. It got written up in all the big newspapers. It was massive, like Pulp Fiction massive. Like New Jersey by Bon Jovi Massive, if that's a reference that means anything to you. Like Good Kid Mad City Massive, all right? Because Flaubert's previous novel had been Madame Bovary. Yeah, that Madame Bovary. Flaubert had achieved a one-man revolution in style with Madame Bovary, and it changed fiction right up to the present day. It was arguably the invention of realistic modern fiction. Normal people and their neuroses the idle, self-destructive habits of the bourgeoisie. It was scandalous, and it was a hit. So, what does Flaubert do for an encore? He spends years reading more than 200 books about the Punic Wars. He travels to North Africa to see the ruins of Carthage, and he writes Salambo, the very strange book I'm about to read to you. Now, this isn't a history podcast. If you want to hear the history of the Punic Wars, Dan Carlin has done some amazing episodes about the Punic Wars, which you can listen to if you go to his website. I recommend them highly. But don't sweat it unless you want to. It's, it's not necessary to know all the backstory going into this. That said, I am going to give you just a little sketch right now of what's going on, enough to situate things. And later on, like I said, there will be a bonus episode which goes into the history in a little more detail. So... Do you know what Carthage was? Or where Carthage was? It was a massive city, or city-state. It had its own navy, on the Mediterranean coast of North Africa, just a few miles by boat from Sicily and from Rome. It was near the site of modern-day Tunis, the capital of Tunisia. Carthage was a trading capital. It was a classic melting pot metropolis. It was basically what was left of the far-flung Phoenician Empire. And it was the only city that could compete with Rome. So eventually, of course, things came to a head. And that flashpoint is what's known as the Punic Wars. After the Third Punic War, Rome completely obliterates Carthage, burns its ships in the harbor, levels its buildings and temples to rubble, and sells its citizens into slavery. But arguably, that's nothing compared with what happens in Salambo. 
This book tells the story of a nasty little episode sandwiched between the First and Second Punic Wars. This episode is known as the Mercenary War. In the First Punic War, Carthage hired mercenaries to try and defeat Rome. They came from all over Africa and the Middle East, bits of Europe, and they lost. But to make matters worse, Carthage couldn't pay its defeated warriors, and that's where the trouble really starts for Carthage, and it's where the book begins, with a freed slave named Spendius and a mercenary named Matho. Now, listen, it's not all history, okay? Don't worry. Flaubert has woven in a pretty intense love story, and he's imagined the material details of this place with a richness of description that I have never read anywhere else. Flaubert said that the process of writing Madame Bovary almost killed him. I'm surprised this book didn't finish him off. This is an excessive book. Excessively described, excessively beautiful, excessively violent. It's just maximalist writing. It constantly overspills itself. Now, a note for you here, before we get into it, there are some obscure words in here every so often, and Flaubert was apparently quite keen to leave them obscure without explaining them, and this has been retained in the translation I'm using, uh, which was made very close to the time that the book was written. Flaubert explained that he wanted the reader to feel the flavor of a genuinely foreign time, maybe a little like a movie that doesn't subtitle certain moments so that you can identify like with the hero who's been thrust into an unfamiliar situation. Okay, enough preamble. You ready? One last thing. Hit the subscribe button. If there isn't one, search for Eli Reads in your podcast app, and you'll get each chapter delivered to you once it's ready, with a couple of little surprises too. All right, let's do this. Stay tuned for the first real episode of Salambo. Salambo. 